Hi, my name is Mary South, and I am a urogynecologist. Taking care of girl problems is the easiest way to describe what I do for a living. More specifically, I treat women with pelvic floor problems like urinary incontinence, pelvic organ prolapse, pelvic pain, and recurrent urinary tract infections, just to name a few. Many women are affected by these conditions, yet few women are comfortable talking about them. Throughout this series of podcasts, I am going to pick specific conditions or topics to discuss. I will describe the symptoms, the workup, and the treatment. Rather than interviewing other experts in the field, you will listen to patients in my medical practice talk about their experiences with pelvic floor issues. You will hear from real women with real girl problems. In this episode, we will discuss the use of CO2 laser therapy for the treatment of vulvovaginal atrophy. Atrophy is the thinning of the walls of the vulva, vagina, bladder, and urethra due to the decreasing levels of estrogen with menopause. In 2014, the term genitourinary syndrome of menopause, or GSM, was introduced by the International Society for the Study of Women's Sexual Health and the North American Menopause Society. GSM is an all-encompassing term used to describe all the symptoms associated with atrophy. During this podcast, we will discuss the symptoms, diagnosis, and specifically the use of CO2 laser therapy for the treatment of this condition. Finally, before we get started, I wanted to mention for the purpose of historical documentation and as an explanation for sometimes muffled audio, due to the current pandemic, my patients and I are both wearing face masks during the interviews you will hear in this podcast. Symptoms of GSM vary from woman to woman, but many women experience vaginal dryness, itching, burning, and pain with intercourse. Urinary frequency and recurrent urinary tract infections are also common complaints associated with atrophy. This woman describes her reaction to first being diagnosed with atrophy by her doctor. When I saw my doctor and she, and I was complaining about some of the symptoms I was having, itching and burning and that, and she told me that um, I had vaginal atrophy. I went home and cried. That is a word I I just really didn't want to hear about. (laughs) This next woman describes her symptoms before the treatment she received in our office. What symptoms were you having that brought you to see me in the first place? I actually had sex for the first time in a long time, and I started bleeding, and I thought it was polyps again because I had bleeding with that. So when I went to the gynecologist, she told me that my um, lining was extremely thin, even for my age. Of, of your vaginal walls? Yes. Yeah. So um, that was concerning, and I had a lot of pain, which I, I assume was associated with the dryness. Mm-hmm. And I went, and I was having um, incontinence. Although many women do come to see me for atrophy symptoms unrelated to sexual intercourse, in most cases, the driving force is the desire to maintain intimacy with their partners that is comfortable and pain-free. We will be listening to many examples of this later in the podcast. Diagnosis of GSM, or symptoms associated with vaginal atrophy, is relatively simple and can often be made just by talking with a woman and understanding her symptoms 
and her hormonal status, meaning whether she's in menopause or not. 51 is the average age of menopause in the United States, and signs of GSM usually become apparent within a couple years into menopause. Women may also have menopause earlier in life if their ovaries are surgically removed. After completing a careful history, a physical exam confirms the diagnosis. With atrophy, the tissues of the vagina appear smooth, pale, and dry. These findings are in stark contrast to premenopausal vaginal tissues, which are pink, moist, and rugated from the tissue's natural elasticity. A wide range of options are available to treat vaginal atrophy and GSM. Although oral estrogen can help with hot flashes and other menopausal symptoms, they are less useful for GSM. Local or topical treatments are far more effective. With this podcast, I want to focus on CO2 laser therapy for the treatment of GSM, but we'll first review some of the more traditional treatment options. Historically, the mainstay for treatment of vaginal atrophy is topical estradiol cream. I advise my patients to use topical estrogen cream at least three times per week at bedtime and to avoid using the applicator. Topical application with the finger to the opening of the vagina and urethra seems to be more effective than inserting the cream high up in the vagina. Estradiol is also available in a vaginal capsule and a vaginal ring. Other hormonal preparations, including vaginal DHEA, are also available. However, topical hormone therapy is not appealing to some patients for several reasons, including one, the creams may be messy and inconvenient. Two, the topical hormone may not be effective in resolving the symptoms entirely. And three, some women do not want to use hormones for personal reasons or because they are fearful of it due to a history of breast cancer. In my practice, we have offered CO2 laser therapy for the past four and a half years. Although there are different devices available, I use the Mona Lisa Touch. The majority of the time left in this podcast will be spent listening to my patients' experiences with this treatment. As I mentioned, some women with breast cancer may not be comfortable using estrogen cream and also may have entered into menopause early due to surgical removal of their ovaries. The following patient describes her experience. So you have a history of breast cancer, correct? Yes. And how old are you now? 49. And how old were you when you were diagnosed with breast cancer? 47. Okay. And did they do, did they remove your ovaries? Yes. Okay. So, and did you have a hysterectomy also? Yes. Okay. Um, And then what, what symptoms did you have that eventually led you to me? Um, Very painful intercourse to the point where we just didn't do it anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, I had uh, just an overall uncomfortable feeling of, it's going to sound weird, but like a dryness and just a a tight feeling, Mm -hmm. like something had changed a lot. So I read a lot about what I could do. A lot of it was estrogen-based, which I can't do. Mm -hmm. So I found this, and then I found you. Okay. So uh, this being the Mona Lisa, and you're here today for your second treatment. Um, Can you tell me a little bit about how how the first treatment felt and how you did after. If you've ever had a chemical peel on your face or a laser treatment on your face, that's what it felt like. The first couple hours afterward were a little uncomfortable, not painful. And then I, would, I had the procedure at 9.30. By noon, most of the symptoms had 
cleared up for the side effects and it, it, it I was fine. Yeah. And then um, most people notice a little bit of a difference after the first one, but it's not necessarily a sustained difference. What, what have you noticed? I know you haven't ha- had intimate relations in the past six weeks, but what did you notice regarding your symptoms? Just an overall comfortable feeling. It, it feels like it's a lot, it's going to sound strange, but softer. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas before it was dry and kind of just uncomfortable. So it, it's, it happens over time when it gets uncomfortable. So when it changes that quickly with the Mona Lisa touch, you notice a difference. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you. Pain with intercourse is a common theme. Hear this woman's experience with intercourse prior to the Mona Lisa touch and how the treatment improved her symptoms. Tell me a little bit about um, your symptoms before you had the Mona Lisa. The pain was so excruciating with intercourse that we really had to stop having intercourse because it was it was just so painful. And of course, if it's painful for me, then it wasn't enjoyable for my husband. Right. And, and now that you've had um, your three Mona Lisa treatments, what would you say the Mona Lisa has done for you? It's been an astounding difference. It's like you, you can have a return to health and a return to the relationship that you had with your husband, which is a significant part of your life. Awesome. And this woman. Do you feel like that it helps with your like vaginal like discomfort or dryness or what? Totally. Okay. Absolutely. What were your symptoms before you had the Mona Lisa? Uh, during sex, razor blades. Yeah. Okay. Like glass. Yeah. Like awful. Okay. And yeah. then, and now? Uh, much better. You, okay. You prescribed that super lube. <laughs> <laughs> Uber lube. Yeah. Uber lube. <laughs> that stuff is great. I should probably mention at this point that a good lubricant goes a long way. Uber Lube is a silicone-based lubricant that I highly recommend. As mentioned, urinary symptoms are associated with GSM, and some patients do see an improvement in their urinary frequency and incontinence with the Mona Lisa Touch. You have had one treatment with the Mona Lisa Touch, and you're back today for your second treatment. Can you tell me your experience with the first treatment? Well, the first night, it felt like I had jalapeno juice inside my, you know. (laughs) Yes. But it went away, you know, by morning when I got up, and... um, I have to tell you that I am going for almost two hours before I have to void, and before it was hard to make it even a half an hour. Mm-hmm. That's such a major change. Yeah, that's amazing. And that started about a week and a half after, you would say? I would say a week and a half after, yes. Yeah. And um, are you still wearing pads? No. In fact, I stopped wearing pads a week and a half after the first treatment. Wow, that's amazing. Have you noticed any other changes? Those are the main ones. Okay. Here is another woman who had improvement with her incontinence after the Mona Lisa treatment. So how long did the does the burning last after the procedure for you? Just a couple hours. Okay, and uh, what improvements have you noticed in your symptoms? Um, I am um, better with incontinence. It wasn't bad before, but it's better. And my stream... When I go to the bathroom, it's smoother. And it doesn't rush out either. Uh It's smoother. Um, It's lubricated. Mm -hmm. And um, it's just firmer. And you just... It it has sensation that I had lost. Okay, great. 
The Mona Lisa Touch consists of three five-minute treatments spaced six weeks apart and a touch-up treatment every one to two years. Most women do not find the procedure painful, but may have some discomfort. We usually apply Emla cream to numb the area for about 20 minutes before the procedure. My patients report that they experience a burning vaginally for two to three hours after the procedure, and we usually recommend using an ice pack 15 minutes on and 15 minutes off during that time. Here this woman described her experience with the treatment. First of all, it wasn't uncomfortable at all, so the, the numbing cream was helpful. It was very fast. Um, it really, I have some, in, some knowledge of lasers. I work with a doctor, for a doctor. Uh-huh. So um, it, it was uh, not, I don't, it wasn't uncomfortable at all, and I saw results really quickly. Uh-huh. And you're back now for your, like this, you had your first treatment in 2017, and it's 2020, and you just had your fifth treatment done. Yes. Uh, awesome. Okay, yes. great. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome. The next patient describes some vaginal spotting after the procedure, which is not unusual and is not something to be concerned about. Okay, so we did the Mona Lisa for you a little over a year ago. Yes. And can you tell me, um, as far as the procedure itself, how did how did it feel? Was it what, how would you describe it? I would say it was not really painful. I mean, you felt a little uncomfortable, but um, no real problems. Okay, and then after after the procedure, when you went home, did you have burning for a little, little bit? Yes, okay. little and a little bit of blood that kind of continued for a while. Okay, but not a lot. I want to add that sometimes treating vaginal atrophy is only half the battle. As the tissues atrophy, they shrink, and as they shrink, they can form a tight band at the opening of the vagina. Over the years, I found that if I cut that band after numbing the area, this can dramatically improve comfort during intimacy. I refer to this band of tissue as a vaginal scar, and the procedure I term vaginal scar revision. Regardless of the semantics, this tight band of skin at the vaginal opening simply needs to be cut to allow for less painful penetration. Here, this woman described her experience with the Mona Lisa Touch, followed by a vaginal scar revision. Since you've seen me, we've done the Mona Lisa Touch three times, and then we did a vaginal scar revision. Mm -hmm. And so I want you to tell me how you feel now, too. Well, now is great. Now (laughs) I'm back to the way I was maybe 25, 30 years ago. (laughs) Because it it was painful. Sex was painful for at least 25 years. Wow. And we, we even did things, you know, to get around it. Penetration was just so hard. It was, it was, it caused pain every time, which makes your partner feel bad because he knows that it's hurting you. Right. And it, it just makes it hard. So now it's... So now, uh, when we did it after the last, I think it was the scar revision and after the three Mona Lisa, it was a whole new ball game. We were back back on on the in the show it was back in the saddle again it was awesome yes <laughs> awesome oh. well thank you this woman also had happy results with the combined procedures we have done two procedures on you we've done the mona lisa touch and we've we've also done the vaginal scar revision can you tell me a little bit about your symptoms prior to the mona lisa and what the mona lisa what what you noticed um with the mona lisa um, well, before the Mona Lisa, um, any sexual activity was very uh, painful and dry. Um, no um, 
stretching. Like I just didn't feel like there was any flexibility at all down there. So um, that's the whole reason I did the Mona Lisa. Also, I had some reoccurring uh, bladder infections. Mm -hmm. And since I've had the Mona Lisa done, I have not had any bladder infections. And I was probably probably at least four times a year getting them. So mm -hmm. that's been a good thing. Great. Okay. And then um, did, did you find the Mona Lisa to be painful? Um, no, I did not find the Mona Lisa to be painful at all. It was a quick, simple office visit. And afterwards, they told me the um, symptoms of the post of that could last up to 24, 48 hours, and I didn't even have that. Yeah, just some burning for maybe a few hours? Just a few hours, yes. Okay. And then as far as the, um, well, once we did the Mona Lisa, you still had some t t discomfort with intercourse, and we attributed that to this little band of tissue at the opening of the vagina. So we incised that band, and I usually instruct people to pack that with gauze and estrogen cream for a few weeks and resume intercourse intercourse pretty quickly. Um, can you talk about that a little bit? Uh, yes, that seemed to help um, um, a little, that seemed to help fully what I needed to, to Like it got you uh, finally to, to the... Yes, because that band was tight, so that first point of um, penetration eased up a lot and um, I actually had just a little minor more done and that seems to have just um, completely um, gotten rid of all the pain that I had. So now you can have comfortable intercourse. That's correct. Mm -hmm. Okay that's excellent. We have heard from this woman before but I wanted to add her in again because she never fails to make me laugh. Prior to the vaginal scar, pain was still uncomfortable, like with penetration. Right, but not not as bad as it was before we did the Mona Lisa. I mean, that was like uh -huh. oh, awful uh -huh. razor blades, but uh -huh. you could still feel it. Yes. Okay, and then after we did the vaginal scar revision, better. Yeah. What did What did your Definitely. husband? What did your husband say? Um, he said he can't feel the speed bump anymore. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I have had excellent results with the Mona Lisa Touch in my practice. It truly makes me happy to make such a significant change in a woman's quality of life and her relationship with her partner with such a simple procedure. I have not seen any complications from the treatment other than the minor burning sensation for a few hours after the procedure. The only downside of the Mona Lisa Touch is that insurance does not cover this treatment option. Some patients who would benefit from the Mona Lisa are simply not able to afford it. We do offer specials and discounts to assist those in need, but I hope that one day insurance companies will see the benefit of this laser therapy for vaginal atrophy. I hope this podcast provided helpful information. My goal with these podcasts is to educate and help women with their expectations when seeing their doctor with these pelvic health issues. I also want my patients and women in general to know that they are not alone. So many women tell me the same thing over and over again. Stay tuned for more podcasts on other pelvic floor health topics soon. If you have more questions, please feel free to reach out to me or your local urogynecologist to find the answers you need. You can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook. We are here to help with your girl problems.